this week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we are rolling right along in our adventures in Acts with Paul in the Roman Tribune. Paul brought to the council. Paul divides the room, plot to kill Paul, and Paul sent to Felix. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. Open my lips. Make haste, O God, to deliver me.
Lord has sanctified us in the true faith.
reading from Matthew chapter 9. And behold, some people brought to him a paralytic, lying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, This man is blaspheming. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He then said to the paralytic, Rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he rose and went home. When the crowd saw it, they were afraid, and they glorified God, who had given such authority to men. O Lord, have mercy on us. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, faith is one of the most remarkable things that we can ever witness or see. Luther claimed that the very power that God used to create the heavens and the earth was only matched by creating faith in the heart of a sinner turning a sinner from himself in his own selfish ways to the Lord to see that forgiveness in him and to see the eternal life that we have in him and then to go forth loving and serving the neighbor. As our confessions put it, as Luther himself put it, faith is a mighty active thing. It is always doing before it was told to do. In fact, you can no more separate light from a flame than you can faith from the works that proceed from that faith. Well, in our gospel lesson appointed for us this morning, Matthew is, in a sense, a little hurried at the beginning. And we know a lot more details of what is going on here from Mark and Luke. Matthew wants to make the point that he does so well toward the end, but I want us to dwell just a little bit on the beginning, and then we'll turn to the end. Some people, Matthew says, some people are bringing a paralytic to Jesus. 
Now I want you to imagine the scene here. Jesus is, is in his house. The crowds are all around him. There's so many people in the house that they're out the door. It's packed out. They're waiting to see what miraculous thing Jesus might do. But here he is holding forth, teaching them the very word. And then there's a man at the door. He's paralyzed. He can't walk. He's on a bed. And he has four friends bringing him. Now imagine the effort that these four friends have put forth to bring their dear friend to Jesus. Now think about this. They might say, okay, he's been sore oppressed with his sins. This is why he's there. We'll see that in a minute. We need to bring him to Jesus. But then maybe they get there and they see the door. The place is packed out. We've done what we can do. We gave it our best effort. Surely this was the point we did enough. The crowds don't give way. They don't move out of the way for this man to come to Jesus. But faith, this busy, active, mighty thing, persists. And they look and they find a way. They go to the roof. I can't even imagine what that must have been like to get this man on his cot to the roof. And then they vandalize the house. <laughs> they tear the roof open and they put the paralytic that he descends right in front of Jesus. Now, if you're in the crowd, you're thinking, oh, okay, well, here's, here's the time. He's going to heal this man. But here's what catches my attention. Jesus saw their faith. He saw the faith of the four men that brought the paralytic. He saw the faith of the paralytic. But what did he see? He saw this paralytic descending before him on his mat, but it is faith that he sees. It was faith that brought this man, this dear friend of the four, to Jesus because Jesus was the only answer for this man. He was oppressed by his sins. There's no doubt that those in the crowd were thinking he will heal him. But Jesus looks at the man and he says, take heart, be of good cheer, my son, your sins are forgiven. Jesus sees into the heart of the paralytic. He sees the faith, he sees the burden that he has with his sins. And here he is before Jesus, the only one that takes away that sin. And Jesus gives him that peace. You are forgiven. Well, the scribes, the Pharisees, they see what is going on here, and they begin to grumble. They grumble in their hearts, and they say that he is blaspheming. Now, of course, Jesus knows what they're saying in their hearts, just as he knows what was in the heart of the paralytic and what was in the heart of the friends that brought the paralytic to Jesus. They're they say, how could he do this? Only God can forgive sins. So Jesus turns to them. Why do you think evil in your hearts? Which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or to say, rise and walk? 
He's going to demonstrate to them the very power of his word, the very word that cleanses this man from his sins, that puts him at peace, that his sins are no more. He's going to demonstrate this by saying, rise and walk. Now we have to pause here a moment. One of the things going on in this section of Matthew, and it really starts right after the Sermon on the Mount, and it goes all the way through chapter 16 and 17, is rightly recognizing who Jesus is. It really is the question put to the disciples in Matthew 16 that forms a high point of this. Who do people say that I am? We know in other places of the Gospels, in John, for example, chapter 10, Jesus is once again accused of blaspheming because of the things that he says and the things that he does. And Jesus turns to the Pharisees and he says, if you will not believe that I am the Son of God, look to the works that I do. Look to the things that I do and know that these are the things that I do as sent by my Father because my Father is in me and I am in him. Or think in just a few chapters down in Matthew chapter 11 when John the Baptist sends his disciples to Jesus. Are you the one? Are you the one? And again, he says, go and tell John what you see and hear. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the deaf hear, the dead are raised. Good news are preached to the poor. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. Jesus here in Matthew chapter 9 sees into the heart of the paralytic. He sees he's oppressed by his sins and he says your sins are no more. Your sins are forgiven. The scribes complain only God can do that. Yeah, that's right. And so Jesus turns back now and he says, rise, take up your bed and go home. And so he did, he rose and he went home the crowds were amazed at this. They were afraid, they glorified God, they were puzzled that such authority and power had been given to men. Dear friends, Jesus here demonstrates for you and for me who he is. He is the very Son of God who has come to take and bear your sins and my sins. He is the one who was raised for our justification. He is the one to whom we aim to bring all of those around us. That faith worked in our hearts by the Holy Spirit through the very Word of God is indeed a busy, active thing. No longer looking to the self and the things that I could do for me, but I've been freed from all of that in Christ. I now look to the other for the sake of the other. This is the love that always proceeds from faith. I love the other for the sake of the other. I see the needs of the other and I bear those burdens and I bring them to Jesus. I point all around me. I bear them in every way that I can to the very one who takes our sins away. Well, here's a simple question after reading this section of chapter nine. What kind of friend are you? Are you the friend willing to carry a paralytic to a busy house, to take him to the roof and to put him down through that roof that Jesus' eyes would fall upon him, that he could be set at peace with the very forgiveness 
bestowed by our Lord, given to us through the very means of grace. Well, dear friends, I pray that indeed that is our faith and that we boldly go forth in the places God has placed us, the places he has called us to, that that faith could be exercised in a marvelous way and all the crowds around us could marvel at the very peace that Jesus brings to us in granting us his forgiveness. Amen.
Almighty God. You exalted your Son to the place of all honor and authority. Enlighten our minds by your Holy Spirit, that confessing Jesus as Lord, we may be led into all truth. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. God, our Heavenly Father, because of your tender love towards us sinners, you have given us your Son, that by believing in him we might have everlasting life. Continue to grant us your Holy Spirit, that we may remain steadfast in this faith to the end, and finally come to life everlasting. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by your governance, may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen.